This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. It is, uh, it's Pat and Stu. That's yeah. the name of the show, and mm-hmm. we're the people that host it. And then there's also... Uh, <sighs> it's Pat, Stu, and disappointment. Mm. Utter and complete disappointment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's over there, too. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number if you want to uh, chat today. Uh, Tommy, we talked to her uh, last hour. She was on The Daily Show last night. First appearance on The Daily Show. Um, you know, big, big That's night. That's one more than I've done. Yeah, one more than I've done. My, my, uh, my, uh, I believe my, my uh, chance to go on is coming at never o'clock. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, coming Probably. soon. And I, you know, honestly, that's not my game. I, like, I would not like doing I, that. If they at would all. ask me, I wouldn't go. Yeah, I don't I, think it, I would either. I mean, because to me, it'd be is, like, what's the point? It's I mean, dumb for us, though. I mean, you're it like, is. As a media it's personality, be huge for you're, her. Right, you're supposed to go out there and make these appearances. I just hate doing them. Me too. You know, I, you know, I'll pop up occasionally on these shows, but I just like, you know, generally speaking, mm-hmm. I like to. I just used to do them all the time home. before MSNBC right. was the MSNBC it is today. They used to have me on all the time, and Fox from time to time, and and I I, I didn't like doing it then, but I would. I would really hate doing it now because the landscape is so different and the agenda is so different. And there's something like, I don't know, we, you have to be a, a certain type of personality. Yeah. And it's like, you know, uh, Dana Lash is great at this as well. She'll go on these you know, shows and, you know, she's fighting with some insane liberal who's making the most mm-hmm. awful points. And she has to stay under control and not scream at them. And and I, like, I, you know, I just. I don't know. It's too much tension. I, I think we've I, seen that's not my game. You, I mean, you're just that's so understated game. that I can't even see you in that environment. I'm almost I mean, like I, a wallflower, right? You know, and yeah. so they I, they probably wouldn't notice me, and I, I'd be quiet and reserved. And so, right. yeah, you need somebody a little bit bolder, like Dana. <laughs> it's, it's a grind, though. I mean, doing it those is. appearances. You know, a lot of people on the network, uh, you know, do them a lot. Buck does them in New York a yeah. lot. Uh, Gl- you know, well, Glenn, Glenn is really Glenn is on them all the time, out there all the time now. And, you know, I can. Uh, it's part of our jobs, so when they pop up and, you know, you do them, but, like, it's just, that grind is, is difficult. It's mm-hmm. like, I just, you know, I don't know. So Tommy uh, gets a call from The Daily Show. Now, she, The Daily Show had done an extensive piece on her previously, uh, you know, of course, taking her out of context and mocking her. Um, that's, you know, what The Daily Show has done for years, even when Stuart was there when people were watching it. Now, uh, Trevor Noah is there, and sh- they invited Tommy up. She accepted, flew up to New York uh, after, I guess, uh, Tuesday's show, which she hosts here on The Blaze, if you don't know, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern uh, on The Blaze. 
uh, and flew up uh, to be on The Daily Show, and here's a clip of how it went. Black Lives Matter has never said go out and shoot people. I'm saying you're saying this to your audience, and I honestly do not understand where you're getting that from. Just because a person, what if somebody says, I felt emboldened by Tommy Lahren, and so I went out and I shot black people. Are you now responsible? But it's, not that one, Trevor, it's not one or two people. If you look at it, if you look at it in every city, look at the protests that have gone on in Baltimore, it? in Ferguson, in New York City, the protests that have now turned to anti-Trump protests. These are not a few people. Okay. This is mass crowds of people. Okay. They're doing this in the name of Michael Brown. They're okay. doing this in the name of Freddie Gray. They're doing it as the front of Black Lives Matter, and the mainstream media is emboldening these people. Okay, so then let's use that same logic that you're using then and then go, police, are the police racist? Because police in many cities, you look at Baltimore, you look at what happened in New York, you look at what happened in the case of Walter Scott, you tell me are police racist because they've been shown to harass black people unfairly, they've been shown to shoot black people when they're unarmed. Does that mean the police are racist then? Because that's the same logic you're using. It's really mm -hmm. not, though, Trevor, because the mainstream media is not emboldening them as a group. It's not. And did you know that a black man is 18.5 times more likely to shoot a police officer than a police officer is to shoot a black man? Those are statistics no one wants to talk about. Well, you can moan about statistics all you want. Oh, oh, she brought up a number. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. It happens to be truth. And if you can't hear truth, get out. Shut up. I mean, I, I don't know I that, take that, that particular stat, but I mean, it's no, that is a, that's an actual stat. Right. I mean, I, we've done we've gone over many of those stats I, that one. I don't particularly remember, but I mean, they we've got over those stats. I did monologues on those stats. We've yeah. done them on this show a million yep. times. The, the numbers, if you actually care about if there is a uh, a large uh, plethora of violence going on from police officers to black people. There is literally but, nothing to support it. Yeah, I mean, and they, I, I, they don't care. They don't about care. The facts. Obviously, like care. when someone says that, the answer yeah. is not to go, "Oh, I go boo." It's to mm -hmm. say, actually, no. It's three point two times, right? Like, right. actually, it's three point two times the other way. Like, that's how you argue if you a point have that like statistic. That. Yeah. However, no one in the room has a statistic. They just right. all inherently don't believe it because no. that's what they've been fed by shows like Trevor Noah's Daily Show. Um, so she's completely uh, in the right there. Um, and she goes yeah, through she and makes a strong argument. I love the point. I really like the point, too. And this goes back to just like wanting to be on those shows and getting in the middle of it. I really liked how when he said, you know, isn't that the exact same logic? It really isn't. You know what? Yeah. It really isn't. Yeah. And, and, and she said that pleasantly. Mm -hmm. And it's the type of thing like they were like, ah, it is the same logic. <laughs> and then she, she said, actually, it really isn't. And here's why. And gives multiple examples. You know, you don't have that pressure if you're Trevor Noah, because no one ever says anything but cheering for you every time you say anything stupid, which he did multiple times last night. Um, it's a, you know, yeah, and he's trying to pin her down on how many people are saying incendiary things in Black Lives Matter. When he's got no stats on the opposite statistics, he's throwing about a, a th uh, like the KKK. Yeah. Well, the KKK is such a small freaking number that how many people? There are five thousand members, according to the ADL. Mm -hmm. There are five thousand members of the KKK in this country. Five thousand. Uh, so, are there? Is there one tenth of them who are doing incendiary things? Maybe uh, I don't know. Twenty percent. If it is, it's a tiny, tiny fraction. And you can't tell me. I mean, there are more Black Lives Matter people saying things that uh, in the streets than there are KKK members. And, I, and, you know, yes, there are a lot of people in Black Lives Matter that march through the streets and don't and do, it, do, do terrible things. Peacefully. Totally. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. The number, however, of people who have done things and said disturbing things is too high. 
plainly Mm -hmm. too high. Mm -hmm. If the Tea Party had similar numbers back in the day, it would have been front front page story every single day. And every single time there was somebody wearing a George Washington powdered wig, they pointed out that person. I mean, that's a tiny fraction of people. Every time somebody said something incendiary at a Donald Trump rally that represented all Donald Trump uh, uh, supporters, he plays the same game and just doesn't want to admit it. Uh, even though it's not the same game Tommy is playing, because she's she's backed by legitimate statistics and a lot of evidence that Black Lives Matter. Look at their manifesto. They're Marxists. They're communists. And they're trying to start their own racist nation of only black people. They're trying to keep a pure race. I mean, that. Look at the manifesto. Yeah. And that's all you have to do. It would have been interesting to see. I mean, obviously, in that format, you're not going to be able to go through it. But I mean. They they want it. They want communism. Yes. I mean, straight out communism uh-huh. in many of the things uh, people being forced to turn over property, uh, you know, white people because of sins of of the past, having to pay trillions of dollars in, in things like reparations. Um, you know, they, and it was it's not just that it's 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 massive action on the climate. It's shutting mm-hmm. down all oil companies. It's things that aren't com- related at all. To Black Lives Matter, yeah, gays, um, lesbians, uh, transgendered people, all included in that. Right. It's just it's just a it's a catch-all for hardcore Green Party style liberalism, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, I don't know that Trevor Noah has ever seen the list of, of what I they're demanding. It. I'm sure he hasn't, and you know, of course, if he did see it, a lot of it he would agree with. Uh, but you know, it's just a this is a typical thing that you know these left shows do and the daily show has done this it's not just trevor noah's fault the daily show has been doing this since it was really popular with john stewart one of the top things they do if, if there's one thing that they do um is take one phrase out of context pause for effect repeat it let the audience laugh and then move on don't address the point mm-hmm. that's made but just do those things and let them go on and and um and and mock the point you wish they made. This is a great example of this here with Tommy as she talks about the KKK and their effect in society. Watch. Here's my thing. Like, all these points that you make are great. And I do believe that you believe them. And I don't believe anyone is actively trying. There are a few people who are trying to be bad from their point of view. Uh, But when I look at what you're saying, you say you're not pushing a racist narrative. You're not, you're criticizing. Do you really believe you're criticizing and you're not malintentioned when you say things like Black Lives Matter is the new KKK? Because you realize Black Lives Matter can't be the new KKK. The KKK is still around. They have not vacated their premises. And most importantly, to say Black Lives Matter is the new KKK is so to, like, to really, really minimize what the KKK did and what they stand for. That is not the same thing. You, surely you understand the incendiary like, feeling of your comments. You know that, surely. It's controversial, but I think there are some things that need to be said. And when the Black Lives Matter movement is going out with signs saying, fry them like bacon, F the police, when they're going out seeing if you see a white person target them, that is happening, Trevor. That happened in Milwaukee not too long ago. That is happening. So when that, that now is, becomes the narrative and you're starting to loot, burn, and riot, what did the KKK do? That is not, look, we'll go around in circles. Did you say, what did the KKK do? No, what did they do? When you're saying, Wow. Trevor, when you're saying, and when there are people in the street saying, if you see a white person beat their ass, does that not sound reminiscent of the KKK or their motives to you? 
I mean, nice. of course that's what she was she saying. She handled that so well. She, she really did. did. She, she really held, did. she more than held her own. Yeah. And, you know, and that, you see the example of what I'm talking about there. She, she's yeah. saying, what did the KKK do? Meaning, don't the actions I just described yes. compare to previous that, actions that was of so the KKK? Obvious. Completely so obvious. obvious. He treated it as, well, you've never heard of the KKK. You don't know <laughs> what they've actually been involved in. That's not <laughs> what she was saying at all. Weren't they a knitting Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, Trevor, I, I think they... Yeah, I think there were a group of uh, uh, knitting fanatics, yeah. and they all sat around and like knit sweaters and afghans, right? He knew what she said. She yeah, meant. he knew it. He knew it. Unless and he he's knew. not paying attention to her. And, you and, and that's get, possible, too. You get a moment there where he may not have been paying full yeah. attention, but instead of saying addressing the point, he repeats it for effect and laughter because he mm-hmm. knows he can joke as he takes her out of context. Usually they yeah, do that on tape. he picked up the cue from the audience. Right. Usually they do that on tape. They'll take a, pl- a clip of Tommy Lahren saying, what did the KKK do? They'll stop the tape, and they'll go, what did the KKK do? With her there, he attempted it as well, yeah. but she was able to uh, respond with, you know, with the argument afterwards. You know, look, I, you know, obviously we went through the election process disagreeing, particularly in the primary, uh, with, with Tommy on, on Donald Trump. I, you know, mm-hmm. we're not fans of him. She's a fan of him. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens, obviously, as we go forward. Um, and, you know, as she pointed out there, uh, another part of the interview, if he doesn't do the things he promised and he's not conservative, then I'll be his, his, uh, a, a vocal critic. And, I, you know, I, we all will. I mean, I, I, I mm-hmm. absolutely will. And I'm not going to back down off of that. And, I, you know, I, she obviously is going to you know, do that as well. The interesting thing, however, is you put someone in the, in, in the environment of a live interview that you vilified in the past on the, on the same show. You've taken her and you've, you've tried to make her into the worst person of all time. You bring her on the show, it's a lot more difficult to do. And if you have someone who is able to handle themselves, I, I think she did really well there. It kind of, it, it makes it so, it in a way ruins Trevor Noah's narrative about her. Which is almost why, <laughs> yeah. that's why he doesn't look at her. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's why he doesn't look at her. And the media, I think, tries to echo, oh, she got destroyed, she got destroyed. I'm sorry, you watched that interview. No, she did she not She did get not destroyed. get destroyed. She handled no. herself fine. They're going to disagree on points. But, I mean, you know, all the only moments, moments that Trevor Noah had throughout the interview were moments where he took her out of context and just waited for laughter or booze from the audience. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, she handled herself fine and explained exactly what she was talking about. So, I mean, I think it's a good moment for Tommy. And uh, I don't Definitely. think, yeah, she'll be on. I don't know if she's on tonight um, on her show because she's still in New York. Uh, uh, Lawrence uh, Jones is going to be guest hosting, but she'll be on uh, next weekend. I'm sure she will have a lengthy commentary on it. Uh, and it'll be interesting to watch. It's, it's funny to see them because they, they don't like this. It's easy for them to bring in, you know, uh, fat, dumpy people like us. Uh, when, you know, to make conservative points. It's a lot harder because she doesn't, you know, I mean, she doesn't, she's against sort of the stereotype. Um, and uh, I think that, that might, helps. That might have been part of the intimidation factor with him, too. Yeah. Because he would, you're right, he, a lot of the time, a lot of the interview, he didn't look at her. He, I, I, I don't I don't that know was if weird. he was intimidated by her. Yeah, or or, or, or or to be fair, maybe he does that in every maybe, interview. Right. I've never, yeah, yeah, I mean, right. I've never really watched him. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know what I've seen of him, I haven't liked, but I haven't watched a lot of interviews to know. Maybe that's his style. He's like weird and can't make eye contact. Possibly, uh, it's possible because he is terrible. He is seriously. He's one of the worst worst hosts I've ever seen. And I, I haven't again, like I haven't watched the Daily. I didn't watch it that much with John Stewart because I'm, I'm not a fan of his either. But this guy is so much worse. I mean, this guy, at least John Stewart, you can admit, yeah, he has talent. He, he, he had be funny a funny moments. guy. He had funny moments. Uh, the the act, I think, got really old really after old. a while. 
Uh, but his act was never there. It, he's just awful. He's awful. And, and the ratings reflect that. So, Well, you know, it may be uh, a fact that uh, there are some changes coming to America. We, we don't know. To America, to the world, uh, there could be changes in your own life. You just never know what's going to happen, which is why it's nice to prepare for whatever eventuality uh, we may face. Yeah, we're seeing obviously a huge national uh, natural disaster in uh, Tennessee right now oh, with all the fires. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, who knows? You don't know if hopefully if your if your home is spared and you're in that area, you don't know if uh, food uh, distribution could be disrupted for a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know if a hurricane is coming, a tornado, a huge snowstorm. I mean, we've seen this even in, in Dallas where it snows like once every 16 years. Uh, there was an ice storm and it was uh, legitimately you could not what get out. Two years ago or three? Two or three years ago. And you couldn't yeah. get, I mean, legitimately all, everything shut down for about two that days. It was unbelievable. You now, would not believe how a, a city of seven million people can be absolutely it was a- shut down. <laughs> shut down. Off. It, it, they just it, pulled the plug for The a city, days. the suburbs, everything just shut down. You don't go anywhere. And that's a minor example. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. it gets a lot worse than an inch of ice uh, in Dallas, Texas. But, you mm-hmm. know, it gets to a point, and it happens all the time in the Northeast, where you're just home for oh, you know, maybe three, you know, four days. And there's not really anywhere to, to get around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to have a, 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 a preparation plan for that and for longer term as and, well. And the Northeast is a really good example because even the threat of snow completely annihilates everything you need at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to worry about that if you take control of your emergency preparation with My Patriot Supply, because they'll get you set for four weeks worth of food, four weeks. That'll take care of what, 95% of all the scenarios that could come up? And it's four weeks of food for just $99, and they throw in the shipping for free. And now, if Negan is involved uh, and you're in a Walking Dead scenario, uh, four weeks is probably not going to do it. Yeah. Um, but that's about the only scenario I could come up with that would, uh, I mean, you know, nuclear disaster, massive terrorist attack. There are some things you might need more. And, and by the way, my picture supply can take care of you uh, on that one. And by uh, the way, if you're annihilated in a nuclear disaster, you don't need the food anyway. So, you know. No, I think Jeffy would disagree with that. Um, <laughs> 100%. Really? <laughs> 888-411-5290 is the number to call. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. The experts at web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.
it's Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. You know this. This drives me out of my mind. Uh, who were? The, what was the name of those guys that was driven? That were driven off HGTV? The, the Benham brothers. brothers. Yeah, good Is guys. It? Seemed like really good guys. We've had them on the show a few times. I've uh, seen them at uh, fundraisers and whatever. Uh, really nice guys and uh, very Christian guys. And um, so, but they they successfully this homosexual agenda drove them off HGTV. They were about to launch a show there. Uh, and now they're going after uh, uh, Chip and Joanna Gaines and Fixer Upper because not of it, not because of anything they've said, not because of anything they've done. Uh, it's because of a belief that people suspect they have because they suspect their pastor has it. I, I don't even know that he preaches against homosexuals in his church. They don't say anything about that. It's that, well, he apparently believes that homosexuality is a sin. Well, are we going to burn every Bible? Because the Bible believes that, too. The Bible has stated it pretty emphatically. So if if we can't have religious conviction anymore and still work in this society, we, we don't have religious freedom anymore. I mean, quite clearly, obviously, religious freedom is protected in the Constitution. Yes. For, for you know a lot of these types of reasons. I mean, it was really focused on the government. Um, uh, handling these things and not being able to discriminate against uh, people. Right, but you should be able to hold down your gig. Right, exactly. I mean, if I, if I, you believe a, in something, it's really a fundamental tenet of our society. It's crazy. Um, and you know, it's and look, who knows? We have no evidence yet that uh, there's any trouble with the gains. But like, what's going to happen now that this is out there? Which is just a all it said in the headline was <laughs> it's unclear whether they support the thing that they're pastor said so they don't, they don't even have the fact that like they wholeheartedly you know believe everything that he says or they, they what if like they could be terrible christians and not believe anything uh, yeah. that goes on well, in the church who knows we have no idea and that's in the headline it's unclear but also there was speculation will they ha- will they feature same sex couples on their show i don't know if they're going to redo somebody's uh, house who ha- who is a same sex couple i i've never seen it I, I don't think if if I mean, it certainly have, happens on those shows. However, all the time. Yeah. however, can you not have one show to balance the rest of everything else that's on <laughs> HGTV? Because I will tell you, every other show on HGTV probably features about 50 percent homosexuals. I'll bet it's about 50 to 60 percent. I mean, it's unbelievable. It certainly far surpasses the population. The the representation on HGTV for same-sex couples is far and away above how many same-sex couples there are percentage-wise. So they've got no room to scream about anything on this. HGTV is pretty well covered with representing homosexuals on their TV but shows. This has worked already, right? I mean, they've already been yeah, able has. to get one group fired, uh, brothers fired, over the same type of issue. And so, you know, you can understand that they're going to keep trying it. And what happens here is BuzzFeed, which, you know, has done a lot of really good things over the past year. I don't particularly like this story. Um, uh, but uh, the, the BuzzFeed runs a story, says, hey, it's unclear. Basically, what's insinuated is, eh, it's unclear if they hate the gays. We don't know. Now, then why is that a story? Why, a, why is it a story? If yeah. you have evidence that they hate gay people, well, then you can run a story about that if you wish. Um, however, now that there is a major, you know, organization saying, mm. I don't know, maybe they like they hate the gays. Maybe they don't. They didn't answer our question when we asked them. Now, every time they get onto a, you know, a local story where they're talking about houses, someone's going to bring up 
hey, by the way, do you support this crazy yeah, view? I, oh, uh, you know, and, and at that point, they're going to have to answer it. They're going to be drawn into this. And it, there's no answer that they can possibly give that will satisfy people. Nope. Unless they say, actually, we're not married and we're honestly gay with two other people. Mm-hmm. It's probably the only way they could go. Um, and, you know, if they want to honestly go through and say, look, you know, we we have our beliefs and, you know, we, you know, we uh, we go to this church and we do believe what the church believes. They will be targeted endlessly until there's another scalp to have. And I don't mm-hmm. it has zero to do with the show. You don't need to have uh, uh, a uh, a another scalp in the media to make yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. It's this weird outrage culture, and it goes on on both sides. I mean, y- y- the other part of this is you could also say, like, the best possible. Now that that article is out there, I would love to see people go. You know what? Hey, BuzzFeed. You know, you've done a lot of good reporting. You know, maybe you should reexamine this because where could else could you apply this? We we brought up some examples that Twitter had brought up, like, hey, Nancy Pelosi's church believes that same-sex marriage is a sin. It's unclear why she continues to go there. Hey, uh, you know, Keith Ellison's uh, mosque believes that homosexuality is sin. It's unclear why he still continues to go there. You could do this to everyone. What about Mm -hmm. BuzzFeed's own employees? Has BuzzFeed hired someone who believes same-sex marriage is is a sin? Or does their pastor? I'm or their exactly. Do they have a pastor pastor? who believes it? Surely they have. I mean, (laughs) you're talking about seventy percent of the population who's Christian. Somebody in that group surely believes uh, that same-sex marriage is, is wrong. So what do you do with that? You, sh- you don't need these tests, especially on reality show hosts. It, now, it's a bad time to make that point because there's a reality, reality show host that's about to take yeah. over as president. But yeah. I don't think there's any evidence the gains are going to run they're, for they're president. Uh, really there's no reason are. to go into this with them. There's no reason that the, the, the guy who is the CEO of Mozilla has to get fired because right. he donated to an anti-gay marriage amendment multiple years before that. These things are just ridiculous standards. And it shows you that the agenda was not same-sex marriage. Legalizing same-sex marriage was not the ultimate goal. That They've already got that. It's all accomplished. So enjoy that now. Go ahead and... And get married. Uh, leave the rest of us alone. So, but no, that's not good enough. Now they have to absolutely rip that tenant of faith out of society. Now they have to shut down the right to believe something. If you have a faith, if you are Christian, there's a really good chance you believe in traditional marriage and traditional marriage only. And they, that's not good enough for them. You're, you you can't believe that anymore. Right. And, you know, I think we see this with almost every issue is that politicians, media members get involved to use these causes. They don't care if gay people can get married or not. What they care about is their long-term power. power and agenda, they and they about. exploit these causes like they exploit causes of race, like they mm-hmm. exploit causes of uh, discrimination, mm-hmm. like they exploit everyone, like they uh, they um, uh, exploit uh, cases of um, uh, you know single parents who war on women, uh, abortion, all of these things. They go out and exploit people who have real issues with some of these things mm-hmm. um, and they go out and exploit them for their own personal and uh, gain and uh, of power that is the real issue here because this is just about intimidating um, a network to try to do this which is by the way already worked it's the same thing you see with espn mm-hmm. oh well chink in the armor was posted online 
well, we have to go get the, the editor fired who posted that when it had absolutely nothing to do with race. It, it will be interesting to see if HGTV turns on the Gaines family because that's a little different than the, the, the Brenhams. Benham, the Benham brothers? The Benham brothers. Uh, is it, Chip, I, Chip I and say, Joanna are, I, I think that is their, it's got to be their most popular show it, on the I, network. I'll be honest, I've never it's, seen it. It's got to be. It's, I, I don't it's watch huge. those shows. So I don't, My I wife absolutely loves it. She's kind of dragged me into it. I kind of like it yeah, too. And I, I know everybody's going to Waco now to see those silos that she turned into her business and it was i mean they've got an amazing enterprise going on down in waco and people come from all over the country just to hang out with them and see them and you know they're they're superstars now so if they can end the run of the Gaines family they well they almost did it with uh duck dynasty that's true. I mean, they went after them That's the same true. way, and they got uh, people suspended. Very true. Um, you know, uh, and didn't last long. It didn't but. last long, but I mean, they they are they will continue to try it. It's interesting because uh, I thought one of the smarter uh, pieces of post uh, election freakout was from Seth MacFarlane, who's the guy who created Family Guy. Um, huge liberal, like you know, almost <laughs> socialist liberal, mm-hmm. which is weird because he's got tens of millions of dollars. Uh, which is, you know, it's very typical, however. Um, you know, huge liberal, and I don't agree with him on a lot. Um, but he made a really, I think, good observation, which was part of the, the reaction of Donald Trump is that people don't like this type of stuff. And he didn't talk about the gains in particular, but he talked about, for example, going after comedians who make a joke that's distasteful, and all of a sudden they have to get fired, and we have to shame culture. We have to out- mm-hmm. outrage culture them into obscurity. And this happens to the left more often than they want because they created this culture that goes after every single thing that's not politically correct yeah. um, and, and try to shame the person into getting fired. And as soon as they get the scalp, they move on to the next person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that culture is a big part of the reaction, I think, with Trump. People were like, you know what? No. Tired of it. I'm tired of it, and I'm going to vote for this guy, even if he even if he yep. is grabbing women by the genitals. I don't care. Right. And I think, and now that's an extreme example, um, but the, the, that those things that normally would sink a candidate didn't sink Trump. Mm-hmm. And I think a big part of that is people are just sick of punishing people yeah, for it's, these it's misdeeds. The and yeah. when the left is realizing that, you know, it's bad. Yeah. I mean, we saw that with Jonah Hill, who is an actor who is the far far left as well. Used a an old timey um, uh, kids in the playground attack that is an, uh, an obvious horrible slur against gays. Didn't use it in the way of saying, "Oh well, I really feel negatively about gay people." He used it in a way of how people used to use it in like the eighties uh, at the schoolyard. And when he used it that way, the press attacked him, and he was he was made to come on Twitter and apologize with sobbing eyes and feel terrible about his life. It's like at some point, can we just sit back and say, you know what? Look, that wasn't the right thing to say. But he's not a bad yes. guy because yeah. he said it. It was just a bad thing. And you know what? I bet ninety percent of gay people said, "Oh, come on, he's and just made a." St- I mean, like, I don't like that he used that word, but you know, I'm sure he didn't. And I totally mean agree it. with that. Yeah, but they'd never give us the same. They never give us this. This I, I just can't live in a life ever. where I react like that. I know. I can't I know. be outraged about everything. I refuse I to live my life re- in reaction to every single moment. You know, it's, it's the same thing. Way even with Donald Trump, you know, we we spent what five minutes yesterday on the flag burning thing. Mm-hmm. Now all evidence apply, uh, shows that he was watching a segment on Fox News at six twenty five a.m. 
with a, it has showed a flag burning against him. And at 6.27 a.m., he tweeted that he should put people in prison for a year or make them lose their citizenship because of flag burning. Oh, my gosh. Now, in addition to that, a year earlier, he was saying flag burning wasn't a big deal. Multiple years before that, he was saying it was a big way to express your distaste for the United States. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I refused. I refused to be outraged by the day-by-day mm-hmm. day back and forth of what Donald Trump or anybody else tweets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember who, who tweeted this, but it was a great point. Maybe Donald Trump is just an angel sent from heaven to make us all realize that Twitter doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm willing to accept that. Although it got him the presidency. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay. You know, like, again, I, I don't think that it's a good thing. Yeah. But, like, I, I think we could all use a, a nice big taste. And this is on, on, on the Gaines controversy on the right as well. You know, let's just all sit back and just say, all right, like, that's obviously a ridiculous standard. I yeah. think, you know what, BuzzFeed, I think you should examine that one and see if that's the right thing, way to continue your coverage in the future. And let's move on with our lives. I'd love that. The one thing is, yeah, we don't want to get upset about everything. But no. there are certain steps you can take that make a lot of sense. Like, Easy ones. Like this. Uh, y- you don't have to support a phone carrier, a mobile phone carrier that takes your money and then uses a portion of that to fight against everything you seriously, strongly believe in. They spend tens of millions of these companies, uh, tens of millions of dollars to remove conservatives from office and to support agendas like we're talking about and and like uh, NARAL and Planned ah, Parenthood. Ugh. Yeah. The, Ugly the stuff. Real organizations doing, you know, in my view, real, real harm. harm. Real and harm. Like, you know, you don't buy a phone with the idea of like, hey, you know what I would like to do is donate to hardcore left wing causes. Right. Um, that's not how people think about it. And I think when they learn that that is going on, they, they want to try to rectify it and because it's not just a well, if I go to Patriot Mobile, I will have a chance to donate to a good, solid conservative cause. It's not just that it's taking money away from left wing mm-hmm. causes that the money is already going to Patriot Mobile, however, gives you all the same access to the data networks that you need nationwide talk and text. High-speed 4G LTE data. Uh, the prices are great, and they donate five percent of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. That's what I like. You don't have to compromise all the quality that you already have. You can get the same phones, you get the same quality service, you get the latest uh, of everything, and they pay up to three hundred and fifty dollars if you're still locked into one of those uh, contracts, which I guess are going away. But if you need to switch, they'll help you switch over and and, n- and not take a huge hit for it. And you'll get a mobile phone company. That believes in the conservative values you believe in. Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Or call them at 877-367-7524. I'm kind of fascinated by this story. I, I kind of There's a part of me that likes it a lot. Can't stand Breitbart. Don't... I mean... You know, I, th- I think we've outlined our issues with Breitbart. Yes. Uh, in a uh, fairly detailed way. Um, but uh, I love what's happened here because cereal maker Kellogg's, uh, they they say pulled advertising. Now, I've been to, I used to go to Breitbart. I, I don't anymore and I haven't for a while. I, I don't think I ever saw Kellogg's cereal <laughs> commercial on Breitbart. I don't know that this was a huge issue for them. But they say they pulled their advertising for Breitbart News. Due to the conflict in values, and uh, so Breitbart, and I like the mentality. Now, you know we don't 
as a rule, like boycotts, although I'm becoming a little more friendly to them, like Glenn is. Yeah. Probably not as friendly as Glenn is, but uh, much friendlier than I used to be. And what they've done is they've gone right back in the face of Kellogg's, which I like. I, I like fighting back. I like not rolling over and playing dead for these companies because I'm so sick of it. Yeah. So sick of it. And so they're, they launched a boycott of Kellogg's products and launched a hashtag dump Kellogg's petition. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Uh, Alexander Marlowe, Breitbart editor-in-chief, called the decision to pull out bigoted and anti-American. If you serve Kellogg's products to your family, you're serving up bigotry at your breakfast table. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, like, I, you know, I... I, I there's got to be a part of you that likes there's that. There's part of this... It's, it's an interesting experiment. I mean, of it course, is. they're doing this with the presidency of the United States behind them. Um, yeah. As a company, yeah. they're no longer a normal conservative mm. media company. They're an arm of the presidency. And obviously, any company <laughs> that screws with Breitbart is screwing with the White House directly. I mean, I, yep. the guy who runs it is the guy running the presidency behind the scenes with uh, with with Trump. So, you know, it, it's not a great example of how this would play out for every other media company per se. If they can't win this, I think you could pretty much rule out that uh, one of these things would never be effective mm -hmm. because, I mean, you know, they have all the power in the world right now. Mm -hmm. um, however, I, I, you know, I, there is a part of me that likes the idea that they're just like, you know, come on, call these companies out. And, you know, we went through, obviously, these things uh, in the past. Right. Um, and it's a tough balance. And we kind of took a, it. That's we just company. didn't talk about it. You know, part of me, it, we, would, we would at times show, you know, there are a lot of their claims are just completely false. For example, Ke Kellogg's may or may not have been an advertiser for them at any point. I don't know. Many of the people that they announced were boycotting us were companies that never advertised with us. Yeah. You know, and never would. Mercedes-Benz is not advertising on the Glenn Beck program. Lamborghini uh, has pulled out. <laughs> it's like, all right. Yeah, guess what? Think, they never. No, they were never, never in. Did. Um, so, I mean, a lot of it was just nonsense. And, you know, most of it was just a, just a giant, you know, media narrative. And, you know, I... You expect that, and you expect the media to echo it. So maybe if you're uh, you're fighting out, you're able to you're fighting back, you're able to reverse that narrative, um, and and we'll see. I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know that there are ever any advertisers on Breitbart in a legitimate way. The web is more friendly to that um, than traditional media. Like you can get um, you can get uh, better advertisers uh, on the web because the web, a lot of times, these companies will just buy large swaths of media. And not even no, and that's you know, mm -hmm. uh, that's a difference. maybe that's what Kellogg's did. Probably I don't, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like a lot, there's a lot of advertisers will be like, I'm buying 20 million clicks, and they'll go, it will be, they'll get a million for Breitbart and a million from the Blaze, and they'll and have million, an ad agency right. place. Those exactly, they have no idea specifics and for them. Almost yeah. every company, I think all companies that were supposedly boycotting us were one of two categories. One of which was a company that never advertising and never had it, and never advertised and never had any intent of advertising, and others were that were bought others that bought large swaths of media that we were included in, and they decided to just buy the other parts of it. So, like they buy O'Reilly, they buy Fox News, mm -hmm. and some of them would air inside the Fox News program uh, of for Glenn, and instead they'd be moved to O'Reilly Show. Like I mean, they were still spending the same amount of money with Fox. It was just a way to like take this big stand in a, in a local, you know, in a, in a current media story. And it was largely made no difference to Fox whatsoever. But it was a fun story for people to kind of tout. And then after mm -hmm. we left, for Fox to suddenly agree to, right. uh, which was, was, was an interesting thing as well. Uh, but, I mean, that's what happens with these things, right? People mm -hmm. use them 
for what their purposes are at the time. And then I, I remember seeing some outrageous stories like, Glenn Beck has lost now 57 advertisers. What? I don't think we even had 57 no, advertisers. No, he did not. Certainly not on the television show. No. 57? Wow. Yeah. How many breaks do we have every hour? <laughs> That's incredible. Like, isn't it inherently ridiculous? <laughs> yes. When you think about it, the show is an hour. There's only 60 minutes in it. Glenn Beck is now paying Fox <laughs> to be on the network. Really? Wow. But, but, you we know, lost that much money? Uh, again, like the, like the Trevor Noah Tommy clip we played earlier. When they decide to intentionally uh, disregard what they know is obvious, well, then they can make any narrative that they want. Right. And it's why the, the center of the country doesn't trust the media anymore. Exactly right. You know, it's, but so it'll be interesting to see what happens with this. I mean, obviously, the Breitbart world in and of itself is uh, essentially of no effect whatsoever to um, uh, to Kellogg's. I mean, uh, it means nothing to Kellogg's. I mean, no, I, I don't even all. know why they're doing this. Uh, again, why fragment your potential customers like that? Why? They, right. Nobody expects Kellogg's to take that stand. You don't have to take that stand. Just ignore it. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, just ignore I mean, it and move on. Are you really getting all kinds? You must boycott uh, Breitbart or I'll never buy cornflakes again, ever. Really? Have they gotten a single one of those? And if it, if it is one, it's... It, it's probably just that one yeah. or the same person sending it out 10 times. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. And of course, like, you know, to cave into that, to, you know, to 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 take Breitbart's side a little bit on this. You know, they the only reason Kellogg's would do this is because of their ties to Trump. You know, Breitbart, you know, look, Breitbart wasn't even before Trump. Breitbart, and the reason why they're so addicted to Trump before Trump, Breitbart was another middling conservative site that no one cared about. I mean, I, you know, it, if it was that, it had, if middling. Right. It was, you know, it was it was a site that, you know, look, it had some good people on it. And, and I, you know, I think some people there probably still are. I don't know. I don't go there enough to know who's still there. But I mean, they, you know, they had people that were very good at one point. Oh, yeah, Ben Shapiro. I mean, Ben Shapiro is fantastic. Awesome. Um, they had a lot of uh, people there that were good. They were a normal conservative yeah. site. And, and yeah. occasionally they would do things that were a little edgier than other conservative sites. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they didn't draw a ton of traffic in comparison to others. You know, the Trump thing, they became essentially an arm of the campaign. And when everyone is obsessed with the Trump campaign and he goes on to win, it obviously helped their brand quite a bit. Uh, it, it redefined it, and it, it defined it into something that our Andrew Breitbart did not believe at all, but they were smart enough, at least as business people, to kind of jump on that train and believe what needed to be believed at that time. It's a weird thing, too, our, our thing with Breitbart, because it, it, it we actually had, I mean, I was never a huge fan, but I liked him okay. We, we, we had a really good relationship with Andrew Breitbart. 09, 2010... We actually had a really good relationship with him. He he came to our studios in New York multiple yeah. times. We yeah. had him on the air. We talked about his website. We talked about doing things together. Uh, he talked nicely about us. We talked nicely about him. Then there was just a misunderstanding with the tapes that they supported that we didn't. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it all hell broke loose over it. It was just a weird thing. And that continued even more so and got escalated with this new administration by... I, a factor of a hundred, probably. Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, weird. There, you know, the kind of 
old days of Breitbart, he he had that side where he would be. He was always attacking, and that's what people y- yes. liked about Breitbart. He was always yeah. attacking, 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 attacking. Um, but I mean, he was attacking for generally speaking conservative principles. Mm-hmm. Um, that has changed. I mean, with the same dramatically, they're still attacking. They're just attacking over now whatever Trump says. Yeah. Um, but you know, look, we're. We'll see how that plays out. I, my, my guess is it's going to be hard to separate those two. But I think that it's, a, it's an interesting tool for the Trump administration because they can do things that Breitbart will conveniently complain about. Mm-hmm. And they can say, look, we're not playing to them. You know, they mm-hmm. can have that relationship back and forth because they, the ties are so close. So mm-hmm. it will be a useful tool for them uh, going forward. And it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, uh, because, you know, does Trump do something that rules against mm-hmm. Kellogg's in the future? We will see, you know, like, does he pressure companies that wind up doing these types of things? Maybe. I mean, it very well looks like that could happen. Mm-hmm. The carrier thing is the exact opposite version where he's helping companies that are helping him. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the draining the swamp, I can say at this point, does not look like it's occurring. It looks like the swamp is intact. Um, however, if he does those things for conservative causes, it'll be better for us than I guess he does it the other way. More patents too coming up in a sec. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. HGTV's home renovation show uh, just did their season four premiere. Nice. Uh, number one. Number one uh, non-news telecast on cable for the night. Wait, what? Number one non-news. Mm-hmm. Non-news. So uh, outside of on Fox. Cable. Outside of Fox. Correct. It, the number one show on cable. Yes. Was this renovation show correct? And what what renovation show is it? Your show, your fixer upper. Oh, it's fixer upper. Yeah. It was number one. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, that's great. The, by far, HGTV. So how many? One. I thought I thought it was. I, I mean, these they, two are they, incredibly popular. They're is, incredibly popular. This right is now. Uh, season four that's going on right now that just started this month or okay. the what, end of last what, month. Like uh, you know, there's seventeen thousand fixer upper shows out, and there. they really cut through. Why? Because their personalities, likable. Yeah, they're. I mean, husband the and wife. great chemistry between uh, Chip and Joanna. He's really funny. He's just goofy, and she's she plays along, and they've got a great relationship. It's seemingly, you know. Then they introduce you to their family, and they're just real down home people. As opposed to the t- the couple in uh, California, who you've got this you know stunningly beautiful blonde with her younger, and they're both younger than than Chip and Joanna, um, but they do a similar. Sh- well, they they flip houses. They flip houses, um, right? and they work on them. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. But they're kind of fakey and phony, and it just a lot of the shows doesn't like that. work. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. I don't think. And I mean, there's probably them. a lot of people that like that too. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad show, but that yeah. format has got old quick. What they do, yeah. the, that couple, because it's the same. They, they have same the thing. Same argument mm-hmm. every week. Every one of those shows I've ever seen, they have the same arguments, the same te- like the same oh, problems. Crap! We've only got problems. nine minutes before we have to close a sale. Are we going to finish it? And, oh, we did. And, and then you see. 
oh, we just opened up one of these walls and we found asbestos and it's a terrible. Are we going to get done in time? Well, yes, because you there, knew that it had. There are live snakes in the wall. There are live snakes in the wall. Are you telling me you didn't do a home inspection on this thing before you bought the freaking house? You knew about the Absolutely. damn asbestos. Stop it. Uh, but they, they all do that. I had a couple uh, other stuff, too. But most importantly, one thing that is today that is actually frustrating, uh, it's National Pie Day. And why do we not have pie? Well, why Come not? on. I mean, this is Marissa. I mean, do, why, do we have, why do we have National a constitution? I know, she's freaking new. Pie Day. She's why is new there here. a constitution? But, right, exactly. We've got a constitution that says if it's National Pie Day, we get the, I think that one's actually specifically That's mentioned specifically in the constitution, yeah, that is. we get pie on National Pie Day. And, you know... It's another fall down. It's another uh-huh. uh, failure. Uh-huh. It's you know. You might as well just burn the Constitution. You might as well just set fire right? to it because it's, it's just not adhered to. It. Very sad. Very, very sad. sad. Very sad. Very sad. Our founding fathers, which are, which are, are weeping right now, they're spinning which, which in their grave, which is well, like a lathe. Like we're, we're alive, and we, but we are upset. Right. Something you didn't get to, Jeffy, the story about the, the guy, was it in New, in York, New City? York In New York, mm-hmm. uh, steals a bucket of gold flakes right from the armored truck, back of the armored truck, wide open. There it sits. <laughs> Nobody watching the truck. There's a bucket, a bucket gold of gold flakes. flakes. I don't know that he okay, knows that it's gold it flakes. Okay, but, and he scopes it out. Kind of, mm-hmm. This is when he finally made oh, look his at decision. That. He okay. walks right up to it. This Nobody what, does anything. And, and it's gone. They're on the corner. Now, How do you know that was a bucket of gold? Up. I don't know that he knew it was. I think that he knew that it was an armored, you know, <laughs> that it was an armored truck and it had to be That's worth something. Unreal. So here you go. You watch him and he kind of scams it out. That's where he makes his decision to go and he comes back around this way again. Right. Uh, after he picks it up and goes. But there are a number oh, okay. of cameras. Yeah. See, now he's gone. Now, there's a number of cameras that pick him up. Uh, walking, you know, as he gets down uh, around the corner, he stops, catches his breath, cuts across the street. Yeah, that's got to be heavy. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, here he is. And then he stops. <laughs> take, cut, take, that's unreal. Takes breath. This is where they, this Still, where they, nobody's after nobody's, him. Yeah, nobody knows that he's no one's he takes after a breath. Him. It's heavy. He takes a breath, looks around. <laughs> and, okay, I'm going to carry it, and I'm going to go this way. You always, you always wonder in those wow. moments, would you get tired? Because, oh. like, I, I mean, I'm oh, tired yeah. all the time when I do anything. But, like, you got to carry a bucket of gold. Yeah. Right. But, like, it's got to be. You got a bucket of freaking gold. You can't get through another three minutes of carrying it without getting, without stopping. Right. You're now in the middle of stealing a million still dollars. Found this guy. Now, I, my guess is that he doesn't know how much money he has. One, right. One point six like, million. The, there was some, there's some other footage. Uh, if you go to the, I'll put the link on the feed, obviously, and I'll tweet it out again. Uh, there's some other footage uh, that uh, shows him prior to, and he sees it, and you see him cross the street, and he stops in between the car and comes back. <laughs> As he's scoping out, it. yeah, he's kind of eyeballing mm-hmm. it, wondering. 
Where is everybody? Like, where are the security guards who have got to be in trouble today? He kind of steps, and then he's like, he kind of makes a couple steps. You know how you are. There's nobody around. You know how you are when you steal something. You get that thought in your head. Okay, well, now's the time to make the move. So you see him make that decision, go, grab the bucket, and take off. It's an interesting perspective, Jeff. And I just want to say that the people on my social media, Twitter and Facebook, who contacted me yesterday, this wasn't me. Okay. I know you may have probably yeah, have contacted the New York Police Department, yeah. but it wasn't me. Okay. Well, yeah, well, it was far too thin. Anyway. It was far too thin to be you. I knew that in, in Although, but the CCTV, CCTV cameras, they don't put weight on you. Like, no, really? You look, that's the angle. <laughs> okay. I have heard that CCTV cameras take off 365 pounds. Um, <laughs> so I don't know that could have been him. It could have been. Yeah. Uh, no, I, that was it. I, I would like to see the part where he's... Thinking Scooty about it because there's it, yeah. that you're right. Like if you're going to do that, there's going to be that moment of like, am I going to grab this and two seconds later going to be arrested and be in prison right. for the next year? Well, he looks around. Got to make yeah. it. But still, nobody guarding that truck. How is it possible? Look at that. Yep. There's no security around that truck. They're, they he's, obviously took something decision. else inside. Wow. And, and they left the truck open with $1.6 million. Well, figuring it's a bucket of gold flakes. Nobody knows what that is. I'm, I, right? No. Right. I, even I mean, though it's an thinking. armored truck, it's got to be something. <laughs> it's either a bucket of money or they don't have paint in the back of an armored truck. Yeah. I, I guess. I, I mean, he but, makes the move. Whoop. And he's gone. That's amazing. Apart, you know, if you're going to do that, first of all, you need to be, I think, really desperate, right? Like, he must have a huge mm-hmm. issue in his life where he needs a large portion of money. I don't think you're risking that if you're, you know, you're doing pretty well. If you're, if you're walking down the street of New York, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've walked down when we were living in New York and you see the armored truck there open. I mean, you take a double look. You always take that double look. Okay, you're, no. again, you're not, like, maybe, you know. You I, that- I, get, I think you have to be an actual criminal like Jeffy or someone who's really desperate. Like, let's say you had... A $65,000 health care bill, and you had no idea right. how. And you're like, mm-hmm. I, my life is ruined. I'm going to lose my house. And this happens mm-hmm. to pop up. Maybe you just pull the trigger on it right. in a moment of weakness. You do it. Right. And you just but go for what it. What do you do with that bucket of gold flake now? Because everybody's looking for it. Where yeah. do you pawn well, it? How do you get the money for it? How do you exchange it for cash? I, well, why am I going to answer this? Jeffy, what Jeffy, would you do? What do you do? Well, there's several people in the greater New York area that you could call and are there? Set up times to meet. And you can I'm not looking for specific phone numbers, Jeff. So, I'm asking the process. Like, would, would you go? Like, you I'm need to fence question. it, right? Yeah. You need to fence it. Yeah. And you'll something. end up, you'll end up, you'll end up getting. You know, it's worth one million. You know, there's some guy he'll, he'll probably walk away with, you know, a couple hundred thousand, quarter of a million, and and because uh, I was going to say, what I again, and I hate to outthink you as a criminal, which I know is very rare on this program, but like, I'm not selling it for a quarter of a million. Yeah, wouldn't you? I mean, honestly, not when it's one point six. Take a handful of it. Roughly to the de- get melt it down, yeah. make it into jewelry or whatever. Sell it. You obviously have to get a couple people to work with you on this, right. but mm-hmm. you piece by piece, slowly yeah, filter it out Absolutely. over a long if you period have that of time. time. However, if you have some big medical bill, like you said, and he's sweating it and needs to pay the bill you before he gets it. kicked out of the before he gets kicked yeah, out of the flat. Yeah, but that's one piece of jewelry, sixty five thousand dollars or whatever. You know, I don't know what the bill is. We're making that up, obviously. Right. Um, but if you have one big piece, you're right. There are. There could be something where you needed to turn it quickly, but largely speaking, your main thing there, unless you're a real hardcore like drug user and you're like, I've got to turn this tomorrow. 
I mean, you're going to try to think of a methodical way over a long, a long period time, of time so. in many different areas, yeah, that, probably different countries, where you're going to, you know, slowly, slowly yeah, melt it down for a bucket of the flakes of gold. That, that thinking like that would mean that you knew the gold was there, and you're going to take it, and you're going to do that. Because this I, guy I, like, is going to take the flakes, and somebody's he's got to find, so he's got to get rid of it. Right before he actually gets recognized, because there are a couple of camera shots that have, you know, if you know this guy, you know who he is. You know what I mean? If you if you know that that's Bill Jones, you're a friend of Bill Jones, you know that's him. Mm -hmm. So he's odds of him not being caught. Pretty slim. I, I would think so in this day and age. Well, you can't, first of all, you can't do that in New York City. Of him. You can't do it in New York City. There are cameras. Too, Obviously, cameras, you see there's cameras everywhere. It's almost everywhere. like London now. They're, yeah. they're everywhere. Yeah. It's too, I mean, like they're if everywhere. you if you were in, you know, suburb, like, for example, there, I saw a documentary where this happened, and it, it was in Punxsutawney, uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> And the guy walked up, took uh, a bunch of uh, gold right off the back of the uh, a bunch of I a saw bag that of money. I think it was a bag of money. Yeah, yeah it was a bag um, of money. And he was of bags. Able, yeah, and he was able to do it because you know you're Punxsutawney. You got kind of slash for stick. a Cadillac, which seems you know, it seems a little bold. I think yeah, it was get a little bold. Caught. Yeah. Um, well, but he, I guess he had huge new uh, life insurance plans that he had signed up for and had really big bills with with an agent named Ned Ryerson, uh -huh. um, which was a whole part of that entire situation. But my point is though. If you're in Punxsutawney and you got slapstick uh, guys that are the guards, maybe you do that and you just you're okay. Mm -hmm. In New York, you're gonna have you're gonna be all over. So his only yeah. answer to me right now is get that stuff over the border into another country as fast as possible. There's almost a part of people I think, at least maybe it's just me, I don't know, that wants him to get away with it. Yes, yeah, yes, I, I don't know. Why. I feel That's really bad. badly about that because it's not, it's not his right. and it's super wrong. Uh, but you almost well, think, wow, that was that was. Kind of cool. Well, so, I'll give you it's another. Super <laughs> wrong to yeah. want this guy to get away with it. Yes, there's a there's yes, a uh, another documentary yes, that, um, that I happened to watch recently yet again uh, for the five millionth time, <laughs> which featured a man who looked very similar to the man in Punxsutawney who grabbed that bag of money. In this particular case, he was robbing a bank dressed as a clown. Um, and he I just watched that documentary not long ago. That's fascinating. <laughs> I still love that movie. Quick change, if you don't know the reference, um, because you'll get the Groundhog Day references. Quick change is a little bit more of a it's a, it's a higher hurdle. I understand. Boy, there's no kidding. That, um, yeah. I did really like that movie, though, uh, despite some of its weaknesses. But the point is, he went in and he gra you know, he uh, stole the money uh, from a bank because he was so mm. sick of living in New York. He couldn't stand the town, came up with a perfect robbery. Their plan was they went through this whole thing. They go to the airport. They fly to um, you know a foreign country and live on the islands for the rest of their lives. The whole movie is you rooting for him to get away with it. Yeah. And, you know, it's a weird thing that you do. I, I, it's like it, because it's it's a guy against the system, you know, like there's mm -hmm. some weird thing that we embrace about people trying to get away with those crimes or in some cases we don't like there's no one that ch was cheering for Bernie Madoff to get away with his pyramid scam. Mm -hmm. Right. But like there's something about the fact that it's from an institution. It's not from individual people. Mm -hmm. And we're just like, ah, I want that guy to get away with it because it's a fun story. In reality, the guy's obviously a terrible, uh, you know, he's a dirtbag, probably. Uh, and, uh, and Jeffy's looking, giving no, me a look. No, no, actually, I, I, actually I, I'm waiting for you to finish because I just realized something watching this video of the gold flake <laughs> guy again. So Okay. Oh. Well, my point is, though, if you're this guy, even if, like, if I, let's say I'm in that situation and I have a moment of weakness and I stop and I pull this, I pull a million dollars off of the back of a truck and I get away with it, I'm at home constantly freaking out and trying to plan on how the hell I'm going to continue this mm -hmm. going forward because I'm not a normal person in that situation. I'm not a criminal. Right. I'm not a drug addict uh, that you guys know of. So 
I'm I'm not like it's not a whimsical thing. I'm like, holy crap, I realize what I've done. And now I need to figure out a way to get the hell out of this. And so I'm coming. You're almost at that point, Ted Kennedy after Chappaquiddick, right? Like you're coming up with, mm-hmm. I need to figure out some play. I can't call the cops right away. And no one roots for Ted Kennedy to get away with Chappaquiddick, by the way. Um, thankfully. Well, he already did. And he already did. Uh, and he made it all the way to the grave with that. But I mean, you know, like you're like, okay, retroactively, this is a bad thing that happened. What do I do? If he's in that situation, he's thinking, okay, I'm going to try to cross the border. I'm going to melt it down. I'm going to come up with a, with a guy who will uh, come up with a shady sort of plan, like Breaking Bad. I, I, I came up with a guy who can help me launder the money. I came up with another guy who can uh, feed me certain uh, pieces of uh, equipment that I need. You make your way through that. If it's just a dope, like, you know, uh, you know, some moron walks up, sees a bag of gold, and somehow gets away with it, that guy very well might get caught, but you don't have a choice. You need to get the hell out of the country or move to like some cabin in the woods at the very least and try to ride it out. There's very little you can do to get away with something like that when you do it in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the investigation is going with this guy, but I actually, in the very beginning of this video, which I asked them to actually cut off because it shows a close-up of his face and it made the joke of him being me funnier right Uh, obviously when you see him up close on this video camera you know it's not me right uh but in the beginning he walks by and and they have him on camera walking by the armored truck is just arrived okay and Mm -hmm. the the white van is still there it's almost like it's an inside job yeah i mean because he walks by and then you then he then they have him coming back here he walks across the street he cuts, walks across the street looking at it, and then comes back, and then makes the move. I mean, it could be. It could be. Um, I was, at the very beginning of the video, of in the, if we have that, we probably don't now. It's too late to put it in. But I'll, I'll put it up on Twitter, Jeffy MRA. You can see at the very beginning, almost like an inside job. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it, I will say that it, you know, in the documentary about the clown robbing the bank, two of the hostages were actually in on it. And no one saw that coming. Hate when that happens. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, last night on the on the vault, uh, Glenn and author Roy Williams explained the theory behind uh, the pendulum. And we've talked about this on radio, and it's it's fascinating stuff. Where our country is headed. Uh, and here's the uh, vault chalkboard in Glenn and Roy. We talked about Tigger, who was the Winnie the Pooh character that embodies the me generation. Right. I'm mm-hmm. the only one. Flouncy, bouncy, trouncy, pouncy, fun, 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 fun. This is Eeyore the donkey. Eeyore. Oh, boy. It's probably going to rain. And then we're all going to die. (laughs) I told you so. And so Eeyore isn't evil. He's just... A downer. A downer. And what happens is, when you are... But if you watch um, the Disney... Um, productions of, of Winnie the Pooh, nobody works harder for the group than Tigger. Tigger will always appoint himself to go do the hard thing, to go find a new house for Owl or whatever it is. Everybody's sitting around and running their mouth, but it's old Eeyore that goes out there and does the hard thing. And so that sense of responsibility, that sense of, oh boy, it's hard and somebody has to do it and I guess it's me. And so they whine and they moan, but they're actually pretty solid. We have streets and lights and pipes because of those kinds of people. They're not big dreamers. When George Bush said after 9-11, go shopping, it was so empty and so 
that's not, that's not what we can do. We're, we're American. We're better than that. Did that play a role? Because this was before, this was right at the fulcrum, right? right. The what point. happens is, is there is always some confusion in, in which way the wind is blowing, right at the tipping point between a we and a me or a me and a we, and we will carry forward some of the old behaviors and some of the old ways of thinking, not realizing that the earth has shifted beneath our feet and people's heads and hearts are in a different place now. I think we're were. still in that, aren't we? Less Most than people... you might suspect. In other words, uh, people of our generation... We believe so deeply, so long in all of the perspectives of the me that we have a hard time accepting that the we, when you don't take it too far, has its place and it has its values. And so we keep wanting to go back to how it used to be. We want Billy Graham and John Wayne again. And it's like, no, their day is done and nobody came along to replace them because we don't have those kinds of heroes in a we. Is this... Do you have... First, are superheroes, um, are they in the we or the me? Superheroes or okay. both? Which one? Give me an example of which superhero you're talking about. Um, all, the, all the Marvel stuff going on right now. Batman. Yeah. Is Batman a Marvel character? Uh, he's DC comic, but close enough. Okay. So what do we know about Batman? How did, what was the origin of his superpowers? Or Spider-Man? Origin of his superpowers, what was it? Um, he was in a lab that they were trying to make things better. Well, remember, the reason he decided to start using his superpowers is he could have stopped yes. the his murder of his gentle Uncle Ben, mm -hmm. and he didn't take action. And so he is haunted by failure to take action, a small action. And so he is a little bit of an Eeyore. He's trying to... Redeem himself, okay, as is Batman. Batman saw his parents murdered, remember? Mm -hmm. And so he was scarred for life, and he is haunted, and he is not perky Tigger, and neither is, well, uh, perhaps Spider-Man is more than Batman, but you can find the me and you can find the we. So the characters, remember, are just like any other human beings. Look at the comic. A person who is born in a me generation doesn't stay in a me generation their whole life if they lived more than 40 years, mm -hmm. okay? And so what happens is if you look at the comics in which these characters are portrayed, look at the ones that were written, the story arc in a me generation, and you'll see me values reflected. When you look at the story arcs in a we generation, you'll see we values reflected. And so... Okay, so those kind of heroes can last. Can there... Can, is there... Um, do you find... Bonhoeffers, Gandhis, stand-alone kind of guys in the me generation. Well, wait a minute. Every hero is, by definition, in a me generation, a stand-alone kind of guy. Right. But you do you have those kind of, as I'm thinking of them... The, the Gandhis and the, the Bonhoeffers and all of these guys, maybe Martin Luther King, he's at the very beginning of going into a we generation, right? Or a me generation. He's no, at he the was, end he was of early, the we. He was early me. Me. Right, during the transitionary window. Right. And, but actually, very late, uh, very late we right. into early me. Right. So do those, do you have which is, need which is significant, for those? Which is very significant. Now, think of this through for a minute. 
So the racial tension had been there for decades. Right. But it was only at the tipping point, at the beginning of a me generation, that a, an articulate, magnetic, dynamic leader rose up to point the way. And so we had had the problem for decades and decades and decades that at the beginning of a me, a leader arises. Does that make sense? Yes. And in a we, that doesn't happen. In a we, it does not. It does not. Who is the dynamic leader in America today? Who's the person we all said, man, I can't that's find the, him the in person the world. Right there. There you go. And it's because we're in a we. Now, in Asia, they're in a me. In the West, we're in a we. But in a we generation, you do. Last time we were in a we generation was 20s through, what, 1946? No. The last, the last we generation, Lynn, the beginning of last week was 1923. Now, let's examine what happened in 1923. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, roaring Twenties. The Roaring Twenties. Now, what was invented or popularized in 1923 technologically? KDKA, Pittsburgh. Radio. Yep. Radio went from one radio station in just a very few years to yep. thousands. Now, radio is a vehicle for staying in touch, community. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, 10 years into the we, 1933, FDR has his first fireside chat. And he says, hey, we're, we're going to pull together. through this. Yeah, you know, we, we're all one family. We're all in this together. We're working together for the common good. You're not alone. This is all of us. And we can do this. Okay. And so he, he uses this tool, this new technology for social media, if you will, to bring the nation together. Okay, and so you can have uh, a father figure who is positive and upbeat and trying to do the right thing in a we. Okay, now he doesn't compare to Ronald Reagan, who is at the zenith of a me, different leadership style. He's not as sparkly, is not as much fun. You see what I mean? And a little bit more of a downer. You have FDR, and then you said, okay, so the last um, me started in 1923. It zeniths in 1943, and you said, okay, now. We're in this uh, we cycle where we have problems to solve. We have problems that need to be solved. You know why we have problems? Because we go looking for problems in a we. It's not that they just magically appear. We ignore things like that in a me. Uh. We're having a wonderful party and we just let things slide. But when you're trying to straighten things out and when you're trying to right all the wrongs, you find problems. So where, at what point is it, are we in this now, this last 10 years of the first 20 year, that it can become a witch very hunt. dangerous? It's a witch hunt. And it's like because you've tracked this through history, and the witch hunts actually happened in right. a we, right? In every, every instance in the history of Western society, when we behead people or burn people at the stake, the Salem witch trials, zenith of a we, Robespierre's reign of terror, Zenith of a Wee, guillotine 20,000 of his own people, all right? Um, you look at the American Revolution, Zenith of a Wee, and you're saying, okay, so whenever we just get it in our head, we're going to straighten things out. Sometimes that gets out of hand, and people go too far, and you wind up deciding people are witches, burning people at the stake, uh, cutting people's heads off because they don't measure up, they're not towing the line, they're not pure enough, they're not enough of whatever it is you're supposed to be at that time. 
And in the, in, the, in the witch hunt, which is the tail end as you're approaching the zenith of the we, which for us will be 2023, okay? The great danger is, unless you have somebody like Abraham Lincoln or FDR to kind of say, calm down, you know, um, think about this. Whenever the South was defeated and everybody was saying, so Lincoln, now we're going to take everybody's stuff, Right. We're going to take away all the southern farms, and we're going to punish those guys. And they wanted it. They, and what did Lincoln say? With malice toward none and charity toward all. We welcome them as brothers. Yes. We welcome them as brothers. Yeah. Take and, what was it? Take they take your foot off their neck. Right. Gently. Exactly. And so, if you have a we leader like Lincoln, who says my job is to keep bad stuff from happening. We've got this horrible problem. Everything's a mess, but I need to keep bad stuff from happening. I don't want to fan the flames of it. So is a... Because really, FDR was a collectivist in many ways. Lincoln was not. Um, I mean, he was pulling everybody together, but he was not the he was not the central command kind of guy, except when the war was going and he had to. You know right. what I mean? right. Lincoln was extraordinarily unpopular. Mm -hmm. The founders were the ultimate individual liberty guys. Right. Nobody wanted to go along with the, uh, you know, with the with the actual Constitution. Right. Um, which would fit. But why were they popular? Lincoln not. I can understand. I can understand Lincoln not being popular. No, wait a minute. The founding fathers were not collectively popular. You got to remember, Hamilton and Burr hated each other enough. They had a duel to the death. And so, to say that everybody—I yeah, guess you're right. Only thirty percent. You're right. Only thirty percent actually followed them. Right. And what I'm saying is, is nobody was universally popular. Everybody had their own little tribe. But what they did is they worked together for the common good. What did they write? We, the people. It's exactly what they wrote. They wrote, we, the people. Mm -hmm. That's what they wrote. Not you, the government. We, the people. Hmm. That's what I got out of that. No, the government is the people. That's what it is. Uh, when they said they wanted to empower the people, they meant to empower the government. That's, you actually hear that argument oh, the left. I hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah I hear that all the time. Triple eight seven two seven back Pat and Stu. You know what will lead to better sleep for you? Mm. Uh, besides a mattress, besides the bed, you've probably taken care of those. One of the details you might forget, and that I think goes too unnoticed, uh, are the sheets. Mm. Your actual bed sheets. Yes. And we have this uh, little package. I love the way the bull and branch package comes. It's in this beautiful box. This makes a, a, a fantastic Christmas gift, wedding gift, whatever special occasion, or maybe no special occasion. You just want to sleep better. It's a nice gift for yourself. It's a nice gift for someone else. Mm -hmm. These are uh, great sheets made from organic cotton. They're so soft and so smooth and so comfortable on your skin at night. You don't have any pesticides next to you. That's not part of this equation. You're going to love these. It's a big, you know, it's the, the, that great moment when you wake up and you just sit mm -hmm. there and you realize you have an extra few minutes to sleep. Oh, You're going to yeah. love it. It's going to be hard to get out of bed at times with these sheets. I do warn it you It seriously that. is. Yeah, it is. It's just because they're just so comfortable and you just like being wrapped up. I, I, you know, look, I, if I could just stay in bed all day, we've talked about this before. I, I just had a crane <laughs> take me out when I had to go to the hospital and that would be fine. Um, but <laughs> that's really all I'm looking for in life. I'm obviously building towards that quickly. Yes. 
but uh, Bowling Branch, they're going to give you, they're, they're, you don't have to take our word for it. Bowling Branch is going to give you 30 nights to try these for free. Shipping is free as well. Nights. If you're not completely in love, send them back. They'll you take will them be. back. You'll be completely They'll give you your in money love. Back. Full mm-hmm. refund. Uh, but you're going to love them. Yeah. So go to bullandbranch.com, use the promo code BLAZE, and you'll save 50 bucks off your first set of sheets. It's spelled B O L L, bullandbranch.com, promo code BLAZE. Do it right now. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. I guess the failing media is going to be replaced uh, by a 24-hour Taylor Swift channel. Good. Is that is that true? Yesterday, Good. AT&T announced the impending launch of Taylor Swift Now. Jeez. New- she is not going to be able, if she tries, to spend one-tenth no of her money. No way. She's not going to be able to stop it from coming in. Uh, it's a new channel that will broadcast nothing but Taylor Swift 24 hours a day. Uh, seven days a week, and on a recently acquired direct TV streaming service. Taylor Swift now will be devoted to videos, concert performances, behind-the-scenes footage, and more from her archives. Well, how many times does she do, hey, I'm delivering presents to somebody oh, yeah. who likes yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> and she does other, intervie- she does other interviews, that too, exactly like that. exactly what she does. I'm delivering <laughs> presents to someone else who likes me, and I'm, I'm on going, my way right now. I'm going to another junior prom <laughs> with some disabled child. Right. Tell me. I'm going to spend 35 seconds with him, but you're going to see. You're going to think that I'm there the whole night. Yeah, that's scary. That's exactly <laughs> what were you saying, Jeffy. Sorry. I was just thinking that she does other interviews. She's done other interviews where they come into the home, and she gives her little house tours. And why yeah. go on tour? Yeah. They're deployed. Right. Do the concert. Right. Yeah, I mean, one place. I, I, just, I will say, though, she is a machine, and she's, she uh, she's, she's really worker. good, and she's a hard worker, and she's a great promoter. I mean, I, I don't know a better promoter. Yeah. I and mean, there's three top girls, right? I mean, maybe uh, her, Katy Perry, and Adele, probably, Yeah, but right? she's extraordinary. And, and she, you know, still sells, like, CDs used to sell. Yeah. yeah. Her, one of her, she is the mm-hmm. only artist uh, in, I don't know how, maybe ever, that has sold... A million plus in the first week, three consecutive times, mm. with three separate CDs. 
a million plus in the first week. Nobody approaches that anymore. Yeah, I mean, now, it used to happen from time to time with superstars. It never does. I mean, now you get a superstar release, it'll sell 150,000 copies. Yeah. It's amazing. It so is, it everything's amazing. changed except for Taylor Swift. Yeah, uh, really is a huge, uh, yeah. huge personality. I mean, Adele's in that level, I think, basically. Yeah, I mean, her last release, the single right. release, was just, huge. hey, here's my new huge. single. Katy Perry, I think, is on the other side of that. Uh, I don't know that she's still there. Um, you know, Beyonce, I would probably put, generally oh, yeah. speaking, in that yeah, category. Probably. Well, Beyonce's last thing, it was seems not to that me, big. was not big. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, now, we anyway. do, uh, we, uh, it's true. I mean, I, I think you know, maybe on the other side of that as well. She's kind of yeah, probably is no. Um, there's another person who's on the other side. Uh, his name is Fidel Castro. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> Literally he resides on the, the other side. <laughs> the, reside, <laughs> the other side of hell at the very bottom. Oh, uh, south hell. Although, that's, south hell. I want you to know, that is not how Canada feels. No, Canada loved him. Loved. In fact, loved I know this for a fact because, on behalf of all Canadians, all of them, all of them feel Every this way. Every single one of them. Sophie and I, meaning of course uh, Trudeau, their mm -hmm. uh, prime minister, offer our deepest condolences to the family and friends of many, many uh, supporters of Mr. Castro. We join the people of Cuba today in monitoring, uh, excuse me, mourning the loss of this remarkable leader. Remarkable. I mean, he is remarkable. I remarked on him many times, mm -hmm. but we wanted to see if all Canadians really felt that way, so we decided to. Get one of them on the show. Brian Lilly joins us. Brian, welcome to the program. Uh, you know, I am not a big fan of Fidel Castro. What? And, uh, not yet. What? You know, I'm, I'm but he's really El Comandante. <laughs> a lot of his peers refer to him as El Comandante, Brian. <laughs> that was the most ridiculous thing ever put out. And I love that Marco Rubio, little Marco, and Lion Ted jumped uh -huh. on it right yes. away and just yeah. went after them on it and said, you know, I think uh, Rubio said, is this parody? And I think a lot of Canadians felt that way. Look, mm -hmm. uh, we don't have the decades of um, uh, sanctions against Cuba. We've had a more open relationship. Part of that is based in how we used to do Cold War diplomacy, though. You know, when you guys wouldn't be talking to a country, sometimes you'd be like, hey, Canada, can you keep yeah, open right. relations so that sure. we've got a conduit? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's part of it. it but. Justin Trudeau's father was actually friends with Pierre, uh, with uh, Fidel Castro. Well, he admitted that. I, yeah, and, yeah, and I covered uh, Pierre Trudeau's funeral in Montreal back in 2000, and Fidel Castro and Jimmy Carter were pallbearers. Wow. Wow. That should tell you something. It really yeah. does. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, because we had there are many moments over Barack Obama's uh, tenure as president um, that he said things that... Uh, he included all Americans as supporting, and we did not support. Is that the feeling in Canada? I mean, are they as outraged oh. as I am at that statement? A lot of Canadians are. There's a lot of Canadians that do have this weird love for Cuba, mm. and will look past the dictatorship. You know, if they were in Vermont, they'd be voting for Bernie Sanders. But they're here, unfortunately. But there's a lot of Canadians who have a different view of Cuba because maybe they go there on vacation. Uh, it is a, uh, you know, right out there with Dominican Republic for places to go away in the middle of winter yeah. because it's mm -hmm. cheap. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people go there for the cheap vacations and then, you know, quickly look around and realize that uh, all this investment, a lot of Canadian foreign money went in there to invest in these hotels, these resorts. And it was seen as a, a bit like how we view China. You know, you've got to engage them if you want to change the situation. 
and people realize it hasn't changed the situation. As long as the Castros are in charge, it's not going to change at all. Uh, Brian, are you in an elevator right now? There seems to be some very soothing music. <laughs> I am. I would be uh, more angry. Uh, you know, just doing a little bit of Christmas shopping. And, <laughs> it's, uh, it's very nice. to talk to you guys. Uh, it's very nice. <laughs> you awesome. just missed Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh, 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 we on. tried to time the interview darn perfectly. Uh, before you go, I want to get your take on this, which is apparently big news uh, on the Internet. Which is, the question is, is Fidel Castro really Justin Trudeau's father? And the photographic evidence is quite compelling yes, here. Yes, it is. Here are some of the pictures mm-hmm. that we're looking at, and, and give mm-hmm. some commentary as, as the audience takes in the photos. You know, I, um, I, I can't dispel the idea that I mean, this is that. reality based on the photographic evidence. However, wow. the uh, the evidence that I've seen is that his mother, Margaret Trudeau, did not meet Fidel until 1976. That's what they and want us Justin to believe. Was born, <laughs> Justin was born Christmas Day 71. So, okay. you know, given time, time space continuums, I guess ah, it's not true. Do Darn we it. know for a fact they did not meet, though? Because, no, I mean, don't. I will say they actually, I mean, obviously I don't actually believe this conspiracy, but it, it they do look pretty that well. photo you're showing of um, of the baby being held by Fidel, I believe that's one of uh, the younger Trudeau brothers. Ah, okay. I don't know which one. Uh, uh, and I'll just tell you this. If, if you think that Justin Trudeau's comments on Fidel Castro are creepy, you should check out the, um, the, the views of his brother, Alexander Trudeau, or Sasha, who wrote mm-hmm. a piece for the Toronto Star a couple of years ago describing Uncle Fidel as having these super, superhuman skills that no other man has <laughs> and able to hold his water under breath scuba diving without a tank for ages. And you know, it was creepy. Of course, this Weird. is the brother that also makes movies with Iranians, uh, Iran's press TV, mm-hmm. state news agency. Wow. And as a foreign policy advisor to his brother. So we're in trouble up here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. And just so you know, Brian, a nice pair of sunglasses would be great for us. So and we, we'll, we'll send you our orders and then you can just wrap them and send them down here. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Just pick them up on the way out. Uh, Brian Lilly, uh, uh, thanks so much, man. Thanks, I appreciate Brian. it. Thank you. Get him on Twitter at Brian Lilly. Uh, always, uh, it's always a good to see someone in Canada who's actually sane. Yeah, and uh, not socialist. Yes, and yes. not socialist. There's apparently a couple of them right. up there. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven. Beck, got to take a break. Back in a second. I mean that socialist thing. What's that all about? I don't know. What's it all about? <laughs> Saying hi to me. No, no, it's good to see you. We've been together since the morning, though. I don't need need another greeting, really. Um, By the way, Pat, have you ever Mm. wondered, and I know you have no longer wondered this, but many in the audience might wonder what a Krispy Kreme donut burger tastes like? Krispy Kreme donut burger. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm. if you've ever wanted a bun of a donut on a burger and wondered how that tastes, we're about to show you in our next segment of Spoons, live from the Texas State Fair. Well, it's not live again. It was live when we did it. But now it's on tape, which means it's not live. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have it for you here in just a couple of minutes uh, uh, on our uh, we're trying to do us. We're, we're trying to up the spoons count um, largely because we kind of consider it as not there's like no calories in food that we eat for work. Um, so what we're trying. <laughs> you don't agree with that analysis? Well, it's educational food that way. It's, it's not caloric food. Well, it's science food. Yeah. 
You know, people yeah. are like, hey, wait, why you guys are just getting fatter and eating really crappy stuff? Well, that's true, that, but that's because we've been eating outside of work. The food that uh-huh. we eat on the air, like we eat a Snickers bar no on the air. There's, there's no calories for that. No, that's ridiculous. Count. It's ridiculous. I uh, mean, I've been eating food on <clears throat> on shows for years. Right, and look at you. <laughs> and look even, at you. You look great. Doesn't even now, affect me. Do you remember the taste of that, uh, Jeffy? Because it was only you and I who could try that because, uh, you know, Stu's vegetarianism. But uh, you, you remember the, the donut burger? I do. And I, do, I ate about half of it, I think. Half yeah. Of quarters, I had quite a bit of it. And this I, was a it mistake. It was icky, yet I couldn't stop eating it. I know. Eating I it. felt yes. the same way. <laughs> you, you'll see that in progress in icky, just a minute. but delicious at the same time. I don't know. It was a weird experience. It was. Yeah, and if, you, if you've been watching these uh, updates over, the, over this week um, uh, from the fair, what you may have not, like, it was hard. I don't know what order we played them, but I know the, um, we played the uh, red velvet funnel cake, I think, yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. And that was really the key thing for the entire trip, because what happened with that is we all tried that, and it was, it was tasty. What happened was both Pat and Jeffy liked it so much, <laughs> ate the they ate thing. the whole thing, yeah, which kind of made, they were stuffed with velvet, red yeah. velvet funnel well, cake. stuffed is... Not stuffed, <laughs> but pretty full. So there's no yeah, longer that... satisfied, kind of. Satisfied. Yes, so yes. no longer that huge desire for food, right. which may have tainted some of the later... Yes. Uh, it, was, it was lesson learned. Uh, beyond may, may have. You might, it was a good lesson to learn. Just take a few bites and then move on. Because we were trying so many different things, and it all got kind of weird. Yeah. Once it all mixed in together, and it was like, ugh, like when, I don't want anything else. When you go to a wine tasting, you don't yeah. polish yeah. off the entire box of wine. Cause I know Jeffy would go to that, that class of... Yeah, of wine tasting. You don't feel it's like the only way the- wine comes, isn't it? <laughs> no, it doesn't always come in a box. Uh, but if you finish the whole box of wine, it's not a, it's not the way you enjoy your wine. They have it. That's why they have those gross like. And I don't like wine, so I've never done a wine tasting. But I know they have. They like, can't you like taste it and you like spit it out? They actually have places to spit out the wine, which is really nasty. I will tell you where wine belongs in cooking food. Mm-hmm. Because you cook out the alcohol, and the, but the flavor just does something amazing yeah. to things. Yeah, yeah. My wife cooked this beef bourguignon with uh, Chardonnay. Oh my gosh, it was good. Really? It was unreal mm. delicious. Well, you're about to And see I've stuff. noticed that with bourbon and whiskey and anything, seems like alcohol makes every food taste better. It does a lot it's, of things. Yeah, Pat. it does. It, it does, does a lot of things. Alcohol uh, makes a lot yeah. of things better, Pat. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, it sure does. A lot of things worse. But every once in a while, a couple right. things better. Uh, it's it's not a there's not a real upside to it long term, but uh, man, in the moment it feels good. Okay, so uh, let me give you uh, a little update on something we teased yesterday on Facebook. Uh, how much would it cost to operate the Death Star each day? The uh, one estimate uh, says it would be eight hundred and fifty-two quadrillion dollars to construct, <laughs> which is pretty expensive. <laughs> it's a little pricey. Um, you would also yeah. need uh, six octillion pounds, six octillion pounds, which would go about 10 octillion dollars, something like that. Wow. I love this kind of stuff. Uh, to uh, operate it every day. So it seems like that would be a problem. I'm just going to go out <laughs> on. on uh, does it seem cost prohibitive? Maybe if you're getting taxes from an entire galaxy, yes, you, you, can, you can afford it. it. I, I you guess, can afford right. it. Uh, so. um, and they did a, a new uh, bad lip reading with Star Wars, and you know these are great all the time. But anything with Star Wars, we're going to play for you. So yeah. watch. No. Penny for your thoughts. <laughs> I hate Brenda, and a bad guy hit me in the shin, and I peed all in my pants. Rockin', rockin' and rollin', 
Cheating a little bit yeah, by using Yoda. Almost anything fits Yoda's right. mouth. Yeah, uh, but still, uh, still it's still very was. funny. Are you excited for Rogue One? When does that come out? In a couple weeks? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I yeah. gotta see. Do you have I, your tickets just already? Bought, bought my tickets yesterday. I yeah, we not. were told we were supposed to get our tickets early. Yeah, and then I checked. Yeah, uh, I, I checked a that. local theater, and it was completely wide open. There was not a single seat that was taken. Oh, really? For the time I was looking at. Was it a nor- Was it opening night? No. Oh, uh, okay. No, I'm going to see it on the 21st. Uh, so. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back with uh, Spoons on the other side, live from the Texas State Fair. A donut burger. Yay! Where's Big Dingle at? It's not, his name is not Big Dingle. Now, you may assume because of his size that he has a big dingle, but no, his name is not Big dingle. dingle. No. That's his name. We're looking for the big uh, text guy that's 80, 800 feet or whatever. Yeah, we got to see 800 him. feet tall. Well, that's where the food is, too. That's where that no, one... I don't really care about that. Where's the food? The food is, well, the food is around Big Dingle. Is it? Well, yeah, that's what Wade said. We have these Krispy Kreme donut burgers. Now, I have had myself in the past a Krispy Kreme grilled cheese. And it is one of the top five best things I've ever eaten. Really? Oh my god! Grilled so cheese. Good. It was so good. Get that place, uh, Tom and Cheek. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was unbelievable. What they did is they cut the donut in half, flipped it upside down, and grilled it. This is oh, just a yes, donut they... as a bun. So you're gonna get correct. Added. You get two full donuts. Um, there I am. And so, so bacon. There you go. You're biting through. You're getting the saltiness of the bacon and the, che- the kind of cheesiness. Along, of course, with the, the big fat bun there. Now, now, you, now you can have the tomato and the onions and the lettuce, or you can just do it plain. I didn't put any ketchup on it because I didn't know if they had uh, Ketchup would be weird with this donut. Yeah, you don't want ketchup with this. Ooh, it's hot. Like you're taking a bite. It is hot underneath there. I took a bite, and I don't know, the sweetness of a hamburger is off-putting really? to me. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jeffy? I... I It's delicious and weird all at the same time. That's him taste testing a donut. And messy. Yeah, messy. Real messy. That's why you just want to eat the donut. And then... But that's just eating a donut. That's not trying a new food. That's just eating a donut. I'm eating a donut that's soaked and bacon and And have it all the way through. Yeah, just don't... Why did we I've done it the right way. I did. I took one bite. You know what? You know what? Just like life, you've done it the right way, and he's done it his way. Right. Exactly. 
So uh, overall, I mean, it seems like you're, Pat, you're still eating it. You must at least have some positive feeling for it. I mean, I'm it, strangely drawn to it, Stu. Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, you got It's like one woman told me who had just had it. I'm glad I tried it, but I wouldn't have another one. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what they're going for, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, a scale from 1 to 18, uh, Pat Gray. A 10. A 10, okay, middle of the pack. Jeffy, 1 to 18, do you know the numbers in between, or do you need to... <laughs> Do you want me to count down for you? No, just to say a number. Make a Seven. Seven. Okay, thank you. Okay, you like it more than the Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, anyway, this is this is way more better than the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, way better than the Thanksgiving dinner. As he just said, it is way, way more better. better. It is way more better than the Thanksgiving dinner. So can you tell us the story of you meeting with this woman? that Maddie? Maddie, yeah. What, what was the deal with that? I saw her get one of these. I was talking to her about it. Because she seemed like a nice lady, and I wanted to know what she thought of the... I mean, why did she respond to you?